all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers listening tonight. Thank you so much for being here with us, listening live on this wonderful evening of June 13th, 2017, coming to you at the speed of sound and breath. <clears throat> Darth Vader over there. Direct from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida, this is Skywatchers Radio, broadcasting live Um what some would say that was not a fart. That was him moving his microphone. Mute yourself yes, it was me. Mute yourself when I do the intro, please. Just mute. Okay, thank you. All right, here we go. Broadcasting live on what some would say is the third rock from the sun. Some would say it's a warm little planet called Aspen. I'd like to call it Earth. But anyway, whatever you you know, this is where we're at, and we're broadcasting live to you. And I uh, just wanted to let everybody know that we're very happy to have you on board with us. To our intergalactic listeners, I say again, folks, just remember, if you flippity flip flop when you zippity bop, Boom, you're going to have a bit zap, zappity pop pop in your boom boom. So careful, guys. It's very dangerous, and you're going to sound like the other guy just sounded when we're going live on the show, and you don't want that. Now, to our flat earthers, all two of you listening over there, I want to tell you all thank you for being here with us. There's a the little chalk in the room. Draw yourself a table and a chair. Pull up with us, you're flat, you're earthers, you're here live on Skywatchers Radio. As always, I am the one they call Angel Espino, the big head on the network and on the show. And with me, as always, making a whole lot of noise, is my hetero radio life mate, the man born to one day played, play Lord Helmet's grandson, Milo Ben, in Spaceballs, the sequel, The Search for More Money. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only, the one who's going to one day maybe help me take over the galaxy. That's right, my pinky to my brain, the one and only Alan Weiler. Now you can unmute yourself and make a little bit of noise and tell everybody where you're at and why Woo-hoo. you're making so much goddamn noise tonight. What's up, buddy? I'm sorry I'm making so much goddamn noise. I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> I am on this planet, on this third rock. Uh, not sure exactly where I am today. Because Are you zippity-bop-bop-booming tonight? You know, I have not heard anybody else besides you do the zippity bop whatever um, uh, 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 I'm hoping right. li- I'm hoping listeners will say that it's you're crazy and you could stop it uh, I, I, it's just annoying for me I think you should just stop it at this point uh, no more zipping, bipping, bopping, and bippity boppity boo. No just more because you don't under listening. just because you don't understand our intergalactic listeners doesn't mean that I need to ignore them. All right, other guy. 
Uh, if I not, if I talk to them directly and I say, if you flippity flop flop when you zippity bop bop boom, you're gonna have a bit zap zappity pop pop in your boom boom. It's very clear. Anybody from another galaxy is gonna understand that. Just because you're ignorant to their language and culture does not mean we need to ignore it, other guy. I think people think you're on crack, but you know that's just. But that's not, not the point. The drug usage in this household is not the point that we're talking about here. Okay, fine. Anyway, so what do we got planned for tonight? Who do we got tonight? I'm going to quickly change the topic because I want to stay on focus. <laughs> ah, well, that's a good segue right there. Good job, my man. Good job. Thank, thank you. Now, joining us actually uh, for tonight's uh, second hour is going to be the one and only Jeff Wills. And uh, we're going to talk about his UFOs, uh, his videos, and uh, his research in ufology. And, uh, of course, uh, whatever new he's working on because he's been on the show before and he's been on uh, Rich's show and uh, he's a fun guy to talk to and uh, of course I want to ask him a little bit about what he thinks uh, might be happening with this Corey Good situation which I have an audio clip that was handed to me just a couple minutes ago by a, a good friend Jesse Randolph and we're going to play this audio a little bit here and uh, it, it's, it has to do with one uh, man named Jimmy Church uh oh okay, that's all I'm Jim- uh oh now, Jimmy is going to have a UFO roundtable to have a discussion thing. And, uh, you know, he's going to talk about this Corey Good situation that's happening. And me and Jesse were getting into this earlier. And by God, this sounds like he's going to talk about us. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe oh, not. Oh, no. All right. I'm just, I'm just being a little, you know, grandiose here. But, uh, no. Uh, it looks like he, he's going to talk about this Corey Good situation. And I don't know exactly where he's going to go with this. But, uh, you know, we've talked about Corey Good on uh, on Ufonaut Radio and on this show a couple times. And, right. uh, you, you know, we never really even, like, entertained the idea of having him on. Because unlike a lot of researchers, you know, we have – People on the show here that are researchers, authors, you know, experiencers, you know, all the time. But uh, right. when when certain folks uh, are clearly lying through their teeth, okay, uh, we don't, somebody we don't take them on the show. Right, wait, hold on, I'm gonna no. finish. We don't we don't take them on. You know that other guy. We don't take them on here. If you know, yeah, for a fact, we look at their story and we're like, this guy is full of shit. Right, right. Those guys don't make it on Sky Watchers Radio. They don't. They, they just don't. They now, shouldn't. Jimmy, God bless his soul, and he is a little ray of sunshine because he does all the wrong things, and he keeps failing upwards in life, which is an amazing thing. Okay. All right. This is it's it's incredible. I mean, this guy's lied through his teeth about things, and he's still you know. Radio he's still shit. out there. He's yeah. still out there. And he's failed upwards several times, uh, including got a gig with uh, Coast to Coast AM after he was on Dark Matter with us. And he uh, failed to live up to uh, art expectations, let's just say, as he was warming the seat for him, as he would say. And, nice way uh, to say that. Okay. Nice way of putting it right. Well, he put it pretty politely when he said it. And, uh, you know, let's just be real. He has completely immersed himself with the same kind of folks that... I kind of detest in ufology. Oh, well, you know. He's... You know, and I have no issues calling people out. You know, I, look, I'm not a debunker, or as our good friend uh, Stan Freeman would say, oh, nasty debunkers. I'm not one of those. All right. But you know me, other guy. You know that I'm also a realist, and I like, you know, reality-based information. Like, uh, right. You know, we, like, like you know, for example, I, I love Travis Walton's case. And I love Travis. He's a great guy. I believe mm-hmm. Travis was abducted. 
Okay. But why? Because there's actual evidence proof that something happened. We know he went missing. We know there was an investigation. There's been countless of lie detector tests done. But let's be realistic. He is one in a million in ufology. There's not there's not many other cases, even in the abduction. But if it's one in a million, it still means it happened. It was no, one yet. in a million. Right. That's not the point. The point is that that's one case in a million, and there's a lot of cases in ufology, some real, some not. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Some abductees are, are truthful. Some are full of shit. Right. I think uh, a, a big thing, uh, you know, I have a big thing against uh, the New Agers, for example, the, the uh, Crystal Children and all these uh, New okay. Age groups that are popping up less than right now. You mean to the me, New Age hippie tree huggers? Right. That to me is all nonsense and, and people that are just cuckoo for Cocoa Puss. Okay. Well, it's better than Yoko for Cocoa. Yeah, well, uh, that's true too. But the point I'm trying to get to here is that, you know, this guy has immersed himself with these kind of fringe folks for a long time. And I think he's trying to really uh, cover up some of what's been going on with uh, Corey Good and the fact that people are talking and they're saying that Corey is really no good for ufology. Really? Well. So, being that, you know, I like to be on the uh, cusp of uh, what's going on in the world of ufology, and I like to be on the very edge of all the news, uh, this is something that is very interesting to me, and when Jesse brought it up, I had to, uh, you know, get this clip, and I, wanted, I want you guys to hear, because it's going to, look, first of all, it's funny that he's calling it a UFO roundtable. It's funny, because I advertised just uh, in January of this year that we were going to have a UFO roundtable. Uh, me, Jesse, Rich, and uh, Dino, and maybe yourself, and we're going to have this big roundtable uh, YouTube video. And okay. I've viral a couple pictures and stuff. It hasn't happened, because we all kind of had like issues and conflict with our scheduling, and uh, we haven't been able to get that together, but it's been posted several places. I think they saw that they maybe they're biting our style. Maybe, you know, maybe they're copying us. I don't know. With this UFO roundtable hmm. that he's going to have, but well, maybe. he's going to have certain players on there. They're going to talk about this uh, Corey Good issue and uh, get to the bottom of it supposedly. And I think it's just going to be a bunch of uh, of nonsense where they're going to try to cover uh, Corey Good's ass because if Corey Good goes down, folks, the great Jimmy Church might go down with him. Well, we'll see what he happens. Is, he is so f- well, that's. Great feedback. Thank you for that. But he is so far up Corey Good's ass for the last uh, year that, uh, yeah, if one goes down, the other might go down too. And it wouldn't be the first time that uh, Jimmy Church gets himself way overhead or, you know, and starts talking about things that he has no clue about. Uh, like that supposed base under uh, in the West Coast that supposedly they had found, which turned out to be nothing. Or, you know, him claiming that he's the one that outed uh, the, the football coach in Penn State for being a pedophile, which he wasn't. There was a woman who did that. I mean, the guy, is, uh, he's been full of shit for years. So let's see what this leads to, this, uh, this amazing UFO roundtable they're going to have. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, like I said, it'll be real interesting to see how things play out. Man, you're very PC when you come to your when it comes to your ad lib and back. That's... I am staying as neutral <laughs> as I can because if you get screwed, I want to make sure I don't. If I go down, you go down. You're my hetero radio life mate. Don't forget that. 
Don't forget. Don't make me remind you of that on here. I am going to stay neutral. <laughs> Guys, if you want to give your two cents on what's going on with Corey Good or with uh, Jimmy Church, the Little Real Sunshine, please give us a call here on uh, Skywatchers Radio. The number, of course, is, and I'm going to say it because the other guy won't remember, 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786-245-8127. Live lines, open lines, east of the Rockies, west of the Rockies, north of the equator, and even in Uranus, wherever you're at, call that number, <laughs> 786-245-8127. You'll be live with us right here on Skywatchers Radio. So let's uh, let's move on because we have uh, only a little bit, a little bit of time for uh, news and, of course, for our uh, Blast Through the A-Hole segments of the show. And Sounds good. You know, you know I love that Blast Through the A-Hole. I really do. Of course you like getting to the blasts through the A-Hole. Of course you do. You know, sometimes when you say that, though, it just... I don't know, man. It sounds weird. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know. It's the way you say it, though. Oh, okay. There's right. a, a little hint of sarcasm and a little hint of something naughty happening that shouldn't be happening with the a-hole. What? Me? Who? No. You? Yeah, Pooper. No. Pooper scoop. No. No, Actually, no, look. No. Open lines, and we have a caller calling in, and it's our good friend Lou, and hopefully he's there live. Lou, are you there, sir? Lou! Lou? Our Lou. boy. Help you, I cannot if you do not answer, Lou. Lou, Lou are we there yet? Lou? 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 You can do it, Lou. During the first... Let it go. Hear yeah, that me just out didn't sound right. And reach for Yoda. You know, I would like to actually see Yoda do like a love song. That'd be great. Interesting. Um, that would be interesting to say the you're, least. You're not feeling that, are you? Yeah, no, not really. No. no. All right, well, guys, uh, let's Sorry, go. Uh, no. While a weird time, let's do some news, shall now, Wall of Weird News on Skywatchers Radio. 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 All right, here we go. Wall of Weird News, and uh, this week we have a couple of doozies. Last week, since we couldn't do a show, we have a couple of uh, news items uh, that we're going to report, and we're going to get to them now. But Lou is trying again. Lou is a fighter. I don't know what's going on with his connection, but Lou, you're live on Skywatchers. Uh, you just got to, like, say something. Talk, brother. Where are you? See, he needs to check his connection. Yeah, Lou, check your settings, uh, your call settings. Something's Lou, going I don't know you if you're on a headset or not, but check your settings. Yeah, bro, because uh, right, you know, I'm going to leave you on there, though, so you don't have to hang up if you can hear us. Just stay on the line. Get your shit fixed, get your shit together, or call in on a cell phone or something. But uh, let's get to some news because i got a lot of like really good stuff to talk about, guys. Uh, one in particular is one that's going to bring uh, an applause uh, sound effect. Okay. And I'm going to play it right now. That's an applause sound effect right there, guys. That right there is a fully applause sound effect. Right. That's right. And the reason I'm playing that sound effect is because, guys, next week, next week, guys, Sean David Morton finally goes up for sentencing. Yes, that's right, Sean David Morton. 
That rascal scumbag. The rascal well, scumbag. scumbag. Okay. He's a scumbag. All right. No, I'm not going to argue with you. This is a beautiful thing, and uh, I've I've wanted something to happen to this man for a very long time. Uh, something very uh, bad because he's a, he's a bad dude, and he's done a very bad service to ufology. And this is one of the bad guys, folks. And uh, the fact that he's uh, been convicted of federal tax fraud, then him and his wife are facing prison time now. It's just a beautiful thing. It's a, this is karma. All right. Now, a federal jury convicted the Amorsa Beach couple Friday of charges uh, related to their participation in the scheme that uh, filed fraudulent tax returns with the Internal Revenue Service that thought to collect millions of dollars in refunds. Sean David Morton, 58, and his wife Melissa Ann Morton, 50, each were convicted of one count conspiracy and defraud of the United States, two counts of failing false claims against the United States, and various counts of passing false or fictitious financial instruments in the United States. Hmm. Now, they face up to 650 years in prison. Yeah, baby. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye to Sean David Moore. You done, you screwed up, bye-bye. I mean... Let's be real here. Even if he does, like, you know, like, you know, criminals, when they go to prison, I mean, I've never been to prison myself. I don't know if you have, other guy, but uh, no. when a prison, when, when a prison is in prison, right, like, they don't do the entire sentence. They do, like, a portion of it. If for good behavior, they can get out, like, maybe in a couple of years. So let's just right. say for the best behavior that these two possibly can put in, they might get out in 300 years. They're gone. Woo! 300 years, folks, before we have to deal with Sean David Morton again. Like I said, bye-bye. Life is good. You done screwed up. Life is good. Now, the IRS erroneously issued a refund of $480,000 to Sean David Morton in 2008's income tax return. How much? $480,323. Exactly. Exactly. How much did he pay into Social Security? (laughs) Well, not much. Or, you know, how how much did he pay in income tax? Wow. uh, uh, I don't know the exact figures, but it must have been crazy numbers, right? Uh, when the IRS tried to collect the money, the Morton uh, thwarted their efforts uh, with false claims about their bank accounts uh, and presented bogus coupons and bonds to pay off their debts. Just like Sean David Morton. Which, by the way, when I first heard of Sean David Morton many, many moons ago, he was just uh, some cat claiming that he saw aliens or UFOs. and He was talking about aliens and UFOs. Then he switched up because he saw that there's not much money to be made there unless you're committing major fraud or you have a major story that happened to you that is real, like Travis's major story right. that really happened. Uh, he had nothing. So he became a uh, one of these gurus, you know, one of these guys that... Uh, Tells you the future. He's a psychic. Oh, really? Okay. And Call the psychic started, hotline? Yeah, sure. Okay. He got in trouble also because he started selling uh, bond and stock tips to people in Wall Street. And he was wrong. Cost him a lot of money. Ah, oh, these so. people. Sorry, I'm jaded at this point, you know. I just so don't pay attention to any of these this people. Is a, but, so this is one of the guys that was involved in ufology and who was 
a big name for a while. Like he would, this is one of the guys that would draw people into like uh, an arena or into like a convention or something, you know, like to hear his lecture and his speeches and, and all that. Right. That's the kind of guy this is. Uh, but look, let's do this because uh, we're, we're you know we're short on time. And let's play the audio clip from uh, this uh, Jimmy Church shenanigan that he uh, put together on his show, and uh, let the audience hear you know what Jimmy. The little little ray of sunshine himself had to say, and uh, and you know, again, look, I, I'm not telling you not to listen to his show when he uh, has this uh, this uh, roundtable on. In fact, I'm going to probably be checking it out because I want to see uh, what nonsense he's going to spew here. So uh, I'm interested in also, you know, this entire uh, scenario of what he's going to say because it'll be funny to any other guy. Honestly, I'll, I'll laugh my ass off if he busts out with, well, you know, part of the problem is uh, shows like Euphonaut Radio and Scott Watchers Radio and uh, the you know, that Rich Giordano show, uh, they keep talking uh, about, you know, how we're hoaxing and the hoaxers are in ufology because, you know, there is no such thing as hoaxers in ufology, man. Everybody in ufology is telling the truth. We're all on Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and it's shows like these that are on the air podcasting right now that are, are the problem, really. It's not us, it's them. Yeah, okay. Baseball bat upside the head. Yeah, okay. It could happen. I mean, you know, dumber shit's happened before, you know, so. You're right. Dumber shit has happened before. It is, it, it is possible. So here, I'm going to go and cue the audio up so you guys can check it out. You know, it's uh, it's a little bit long. It's okay. Another guy, I expect you to listen to it because I want at least a couple syllable answers from you. A couple <laughs> words, a couple, you know, sentences put together from left to right. Just got to make sure that I'm them. able to hear it. That's all. Yeah, well, you look, you can make sentences out from left to right however you want and just put them together, say them out loud, and and have it actually be part of a constructive conversation. How's that? Good? That's I good? will try my best. All right. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear from the other guy. Okay. Good job, my friend. Here, let's play this, and I'm going to cue this so even you can hear it from my own speakers. How's that? Fair enough? Right, fair enough. All right, check this out, because I know you're too lazy to go to the browser and turn the thing on yourself, so here we go. Yep, that's right. We are going to do a UFO roundtable of different uh, media uh, personalities, researchers, um, uh, big, 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 uh, the, the best and the brightest. Now, I've assembled uh, the team, and I am done with it, actually. I've got, uh, I've got the entire show put together. We have eight people coming on the show on Wednesday night to discuss what has been going down in the, over the last three weeks, maybe four weeks now in uh, the UFO community. Uh, it's been about three weeks, three and a half weeks. And it's, uh, it's going to be a crazy show. I need to have those questions answered. Have we been infiltrated? I want to know what's going on. There are, um, uh, a few, I mean, a few different groups or people out there in, in, from, that, that don't even seem to be related. Some are related, but, but that have tried to break this community up. That's exactly what's going on. Now, I have talked to uh, some very important people. I'm going to get to that in just a second. And they are all telling me the same message. It's very bizarre. And I think you're going to be surprised with uh, who is on the show and who is saying what. So get ready for that. That'll be Wednesday night. Uh, I, I, I'll go on the record, man. This is potentially the most important show we've ever done. But I know that there's something, uh, something is amiss right now in the UFO and paranormal community.
Wednesday is going to be the big roundtable discussion on our has our UFO community been infiltrated? And this is something that had to be done. I um, I, I did a post. I did a post. I've actually commented about this a couple of times over the last three weeks. And something's been going on. And I was watching um, a few a few people out there that, that I'm not even sure. Maybe they know each other. I don't know. But uh, some just strange comments that were going on about a few different organizations and a couple of authors and a couple of researchers. And, and you know, I'll throw Corey good into this, too, even though Corey and what's going on with the Blue Avions and, and his guy, uh, uh, Roger, his producer that works with him. Um, they are very, I know most people think that that's who I'm talking about. I'm not. That's a very small part of this pie. They are a slice of this pie. But, uh, we all know what happened with MUFON. There's comments going on out there, uh, very negative about Gaia. There's stuff that's going on right now about contact in the desert. Uh, there, uh, we have, uh, uh, Peter Robbins and, and Larry Warren and what was just published in, over in England, you know, uh, with I think it was the Daily Mirror or one of those newspapers over there, and 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 a few more situations. But the point being that I don't think it's ever happened like this all at one time ever in in ufology, and you could throw in the paranormal too as well. And and I had to step back, and my email every single day was jammed up fifty emails. You know, a hundred on this subject and, and, and people, uh, contacting me about what, what did I think was going on and what was, uh, what, what was driving it. And so, mm, I, I think I made this comment, so I'll do it again. About three months ago, about a month before contact in the desert, I was, I was contacted by a couple of different individuals, not on the same day, and these these two uh, people that I respect and that you know uh, are seemingly completely unrelated to each other, um, that don't talk to each other the best that I know, and they both said that things were about to hit the fan. And I was like, oh, come on, man. You know, they just went on. And, oh, Jimmy, you don't know. There's this person, this person, this person, and this person, this person. I'm like, wait, wait, what? No, come on, just stop. Don't buy into that stuff. I don't do it. I'm not into conspiracies, and 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 let's just let this go. Then I get another phone call, naming some of the same names and 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 other stuff, and and then I get some stuff in my email, and and I'm just sitting back going, what? This can't be real. I'm not buying into it. Well, here we are. And some of the stuff that they said with some of the names that were mentioned actually happened. And some of the stuff you don't even know about and and, uh, and who's behind it. That stuff hasn't come out into the public. And I'm not here to do that either. I, I, that part doesn't bother me. What trips me out is who is behind it why why i have uh uh on on good good knowledge 
Right. Well, from the per- that I mean, there's been some hacking going on that you don't know about. There's been some some disruption of uh, some very prominent servers out there. Uh, that- Hold on, I got to do with it. I got I got to come back to that real quick. We're live on here, guys. Uh, are there Russians now involved in ufology? Also, is that what's going on there? By the way, we got Lou on the line. Lou, what's up, buddy? Thank you for finally being on. I don't know what's uh, going on with your audio, man, but uh, Jesus, yeah, welcome. I keep calling and it gets disconnected. But I and actually, my comments relate to a little earlier in your conversation. Although it's the entire conversation, I honestly, I don't have time to be listening. This is it's a compliment, but just bear with me. I don't have time to be monitoring ufology uh, anymore, unfortunately, because of my job right now. And so I really appreciate you guys. I was not even aware of Corey Good and Wilcox, and that's been going on for a year or two. Yep. I was just oblivious to it. I've been, like right now I'm reading Robert Hastings' books, you know, more of a nuts and bolts, um, nuclear facilities type uh, UFO guy. Um, But I'm more into that. But I appreciate you guys keeping me abreast of all the fraud. <laughs> it, it's just good to know about it so that you're, I'm not blindsided if someone criticizes ufology on that basis. I, I'm really, well, Jesse's show obviously covered Corey Good and Wilcox, so I appreciate you guys mm-hmm. doing this. I did not realize Jimmy Church was so wrapped up with this either. Oh, uh, my God. It's, it's, like white on, it's like white on rice, man. They're, like, stuck together like glue. Uh, and I tell you, if if... You know, this Corey Good thing blows up and he, and he goes down sinking fast uh, as the Titanic would. Uh, he's going to take out a few people with him. And, and uh, I'm telling you, Jimmy well, Church. How could is it one not? I mean, I, I, it's going to get messy. so fraudulent. Uh, how could it not? What a crock You know what? Of course. Uh, it's you know going what? to. It's going to blow up because, because look, Lou, people are starting to wake up from the nonsense. And people are, you know, you can only oh be fooled God. so many times by, you know, con artists like I this. hope. It's just, it's really sad that uh, you know, these people are out there, but also that it's in ufology. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's interesting to a point, just observing our fellow human beings falling for this, you know what. But it's so transparently BS that it, it's troubling to me. I'm sorry, my comments are not more profound than that. Like I said, I was unaware. I'm not listening to Jim Church anymore. I don't have the Gaia station. So I was not aware that there was this big movement out there relating to these quacks. And um, so, again, I just want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you keeping me informed. And, and some of the other shows you guys have been running are good, too. You know, yeah, um, kind of pointing out the weaknesses uh, in the field. Um, so, you know, it's just helpful to know that. And it kind of... Again, if people attack me, I can, I'm much better prepared to defend myself and say, you know, I think they're quacks too. Yeah. I'm fully aware of what they're doing. So that's, that's well, all I know. really wanted to say, and I hope you guys keep it up. Hmm? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Don't be a stranger. That's the, uh, the great Lou. Yep. Talk right to you, there. sir. Thank you, sir. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, like, it's like the president said, you know, we're draining the swamp in your follow also, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I and I, I know I know you've you've also had issues with another uh, guest that I had some online issues with, mm-hmm. but it was good to get that publicly aired in a more obvious forum, and I won't mention his or <clears throat> her name. Yeah. Um, but I also remember Angel. You kind of kind of you know got a little riled up one time with one guest that just wouldn't provide any evidence for his you know fanciful claims, and it gets frustrating to hear this stuff. Yeah, well, I know the guess you're talking about yeah. is the, uh, the, the gentleman who was uh, from Free, the organization, 
uh, Ray Hernandez, and uh, you're talking about the issue that happened on yeah. this very show uh, where he hung yeah. up all butthurt. Yeah. Uh, now, the reality of what oh, happened Oh, it, it wasn't the Bat Squatch incident? No, no, no. This is the, the butthurt guy because uh, we kept asking him to, you know, about this one uh, cancer patient who got cured by aliens. Oh, that guy. That guy. Eric, right. Hernandez, yeah. right. Uh, he made a, a big hissy fit about it. But, you know, in his credit, he didn't go and make like 10 YouTube videos like uh, the other person that they were talking about. <laughs> That's true, too. So he kind of yeah. just went away like, yeah. you know, like, no, mo- like normal human beings that are con artists just do. They just go away when they're caught. Uh, they just go away and hide. He did that. The other person's a little loony, and she was like, oh, I'm going to YouTube, and I'm going to make 10 videos in two days. Uh, but, you know, the, the Hernandez thing was kind of, like, ridiculous, because you don't go on a show and drop a bomb like, yeah, one of our guys was cured by aliens from cancer, especially when my mother just passed away from cancer, and, and cancer is something that kills well, a lot true. of folks in this country, in this world. Yeah. I mean, you don't drop a bomb like that and say, well, but I can't talk about it, and we, we can't give you any information on how it was done. I can't even tell you the person's name. So why even drop that kind of a bombshell? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, the, that's, it doesn't that's help happen. the argument. It doesn't help at all. I know. I remember. But no, it, it doesn't. These kind of challenges do not happen enough in this field. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough people with the guts to sit there and say, Corey Good is full of you know what. And it's needed uh, to help distinguish, you know, the quality shows from the non-quality shows. Yep. So. Uh, I just, no, you know, right. again, I'm giving you credit for it. Yeah. Appreciate so. it. And Jesse's show, too. I mean, I'm not, I mean, he's been doing a good job, too. So, all right. Well, again, I, again, I just want to, I'm sorry to belabor this simple point. So, thanks for your time. And <laughs> no worries. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Talk to you. We call right. it like we Bye. see it. Belabor away, my friend. Bye. I enjoy Bye. a compliment. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Bye. That is a great Lou Sheehan, man. I love that guy. He's a, he's a good good follower of the show. Uh, but he's absolutely right. You know, more people don't do this kind of of a radio show. They cookie cutter it. Other guy, you know what I'm saying? They yep. they feed you the nonsense, the narrative that every uh, one of these hoaxers are putting out there, and they you know they promote nonsense. Now again, I'm not. Saying and sitting here that everybody's lying because that's not happening. There's some people telling the truth, some people are telling lies. On this show, if you've noticed a pattern, we either have folks that are authors and researchers that are investigating certain topics or certain things, or we have people that are actual um, ab- abductees or contactees or experiencers or whatever you want to call it. Right, I know we, that. We, I we've had that. a mixture. We've had a mixture of both, sure, and we let the audience decide, you know, what they believe and what not to believe. But when somebody is coming forward with the kind of information that Corey Good's putting out there, with the kind of stuff that Andrew Basaggio is putting out there, where it's completely fabricated, there's no evidence, no proof whatsoever of any of the stuff these guys are, have ever said. Uh, even though you throw another one, Sheldon Nidal and his intergalactic uh, beings of, uh, of ultralight or whatever the hell they're called. No right. factual evidence whatsoever. Uh, you know, these guys are just following the tier of one Billy Myers, and they're just following along and doing what he did many years ago, creating a narrative of creating a cult-like following and trying to sell some goods to ignorant folks out there who don't know any better that are buying exactly. this stuff. And it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame that they're doing this to you folks. And I would hope that, you know, finally you start, you know, catching on that there's, uh, you know, there's shenanigans afoot. <laughs> to, to That's say right, shenanigans. Now, let's put a little bit more of this clip, and I want you guys to listen a little bit more of it, and then we're going to come back, discuss it a little bit further, and then we're going to go and... Uh, 
go to our next segment, which is Blast Through the A-Hole, because I have a bunch of stuff. It's it's stuffed in there right now. The A-Hole is full and ready to burst, and there's some really stinky stuff that we have to go over, and I think you guys are going to uh, enjoy what uh, some of the questions uh, look like. So here, let's, uh, let's go ahead and play this clip a little bit uh, further out, and we're going to be right back live with you. There's been some strange copyright infringement things going on that you don't know about. This is running behind the scenes. There's that. Um, there has been um, some disinformation and character assassinations on people that is going on behind the scenes, not the public stuff that you know about that is going on. And then we have the, these other uh, things going on on both sides of the pond and just finger pointing. And I, 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 I don't get it. What is happening with our community now? If uh, if all of this happened over the period of about a year, okay, all right, whatever. It's it's the UFO community, but this seems to be direct. This is definitely definitely tr- there are there are some institutions outside of ufology that that don't want us to be happy, that don't want us to get close to the truth, that don't want certain people to speak, that don't want certain books published, that don't want certain websites out there happening that that it it uh that don't want organizations to stay together that don't want networks to stay together and it's all happening at the same time and i'm telling you right now i'm at the middle of it i'm right here just looking at all of this going on going wait a minute there's something happening here now i can go back before anybody comes to me and says jimmy man this stuff listen to me there has been disinformation agents inside of ufology from the beginning. Go back to 1947. From the very beginning. Well, no kidding, Jimmy Church. Welcome to the world of the real, where there is misinformation agents within ufology. Oh, good God. Really? We had no clue. Wow. That blows my mind, man. And you know what some of these misinformation agents are? Hoaxers. People that are promoting lies to make money. That's really some, well, what some of the stuff is. Yeah, and, now, you know, some of them are government paid also, by the way, like what happened in uh, the 80s. Go ahead, other guy. No, no, I was going to say that there's, you know, there are people that are hoaxing on the radio, but what's really interesting, there are more hoaxers on YouTube that are just doing hoaxes so they could get more and more hits so they get paid from YouTube. Follow because along here. This, this is beyond that's radio. Their goal. You know, a lot of these hoaxers, what it all boils down to is they're not doing it for fun, folks. They're doing it to get paid. Now, the most interesting part is is that there are people that might be hoaxers that write books and stuff, but then you have to be proactive to want to get that book. Now, if you make a good hoax YouTube video, you don't pay anything to have a book shipped to you. You don't pay anything. All you're doing is taking a couple of minutes out of your time to go and watch a video. And guess what? Those videos pay out, and they sometimes pay out nicely. I mean, I know someone who's not a hoaxer, but happens to have a popular YouTube channel. I'm not going to name names, but, you know, he gets easily 3 million-plus views per month, and he changes his videos on a regular basis. Yeah, but uh, this guy's making some money. 
this is a little bit deeper than YouTube or or something. A couple books, though, other guy. I think you're you're uh, underestimating the the erroneous uh, behavior of Corey Good here and uh, the Gaia movement, which is a uh, part of where he's you know involved with. Right. And, um, he's also, by the way, a co-host of a, I think a show called Com- uh, Cosmic Disclosure. Uh, which right. the whole thing is about having disclosure told to the to the world on the way you know it really is, uh, because since the government is not going to give us disclosure, right? Uh, Corey right. Good is an empath, and he is the one who's going to be the one to give us all disclosure. He's the guy. He's, He's an the empath. one. He's a messiah. See, this is this is what I'm talking about. These guys all put themselves in this messiah figure type. I'm the one. Follow me, and I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. He ain't the Highlander either. There can be only one. Right. And this Gaia group is charging a lot of money to have a lot of bullshit spread out there. It's it's incredible. It really is. It's amazing that people fall for it, that they're paying money to be a part of this Gaia website and are just following along in the narrative. I'll tell you, honestly, I looked at the Gaia website once because I was intrigued by a YouTube video that, you know, sent me there. Yeah, because it was uh, compelling. They, it was. Good. It was very it was well good edited. Theater. Right? Yes, it was. That's exactly what it is. It's well edited, good theater, exactly. but total nonsense at the end of the day. And uh, let's see. I mean, I'm interested in seeing what uh, good old uh, Ray of Sunshine has uh, to say on Wednesday, uh, which is just tomorrow. So, guys, mark that on your calendars. Uh, check out what Ray of Sunshine has to say, and we'll talk about that next uh, Sky Watchers. Maybe even talk about it on Thursday on uh, Newfoundland. I'm pretty sure Jesse's going to want to cover it. Really, yeah. really good. So. Hey, no problem for me. We'll talk about that on, I'm pretty sure. Uh, now, let's move on because we only have a few uh, minutes. We have about 10 minutes before we go on break. And uh, right. we get our, our guest, Jeff Wills, on. So, uh, and uh, I say Jeff Wills because, it's you know, we all say Willis. But it really sounds like it's Wills when you when I actually read his name. It's not like Willis, like W-I-L-L-I-S. Like, what you talking okay. about, Willis? <laughs> it's W-I-L-E-S. Wills, right? Oh, anyway. I think so. Uh, hopefully I'm saying it right for the first time, because I've always called him Willis, and uh, I kind of feel bad about that, so I'm trying to get it right. Uh, but he's going to be on with us in the second hour here in a few minutes, so let's uh, let's go ahead and start moving the uh, the, the uh, show over to the next segment here. What do you say, other guy? A-hole. I think you should be an a-hole and move it along. Oh, yeah. You want me to be an a-hole? Is that what, the, the, sure. the, is that what I just heard? Yep, you're going to be an a-hole and move along. All right, well, I'm going to be the a-hole here. No, I'm not. I'm going to be the a-hole, but we're going to have blast through the a-holes. That's right, blast through the a-hole time, guys. And it's going to be a stinky one this week. That just sounds so bad. Well, it's pretty bad, actually. Okay. pretty bad, but here we go. You heard that? I heard it, and it was scary. That was you, right? Nope, that was you, man. I was on mute. Uh I think that was all you. But anyway, first uh, blast this week is uh, coming from uh, Mr. Simmons. He wants to know, what sort of tech do you honestly think uh, came from a reverse ET tech uh, that is in use today? I would say fiber optics, night vision, and solid state circuitry. Not bad. Not bad. Up until 1947, we were still using tubes, you know. True. Vacuum tubes for a lot of electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a massive leap just a couple of months after Roswell into solid state circuitry. 
no one can show where it actually originated. Ah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. And, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, Solid State right. Circuit yeah. showed up in four or five different electronics companies, all simultaneously. Shocking turn of events. Night vision. You know when they say the aliens have big eyes, honestly, those big black round things? I think those are night vision and light-sensitive goggles. You know, uh, it's funny you say that because after watching Fire in the Sky years ago when they showed that shot of the uh, the alien suit and you can see like the eyes are you know part of the suit, uh, to me that, w- that was kind of like what I thought, that the, uh, the big black eyes were nothing more than some kind of like really high Sunglasses super, like, in the daytime, night vision in the nighttime. Right, super, some crazy like super advanced night vision type of goggles that they were in. Uh, it would make sense because if they go walk around at night and like abduct people, you know, hey, they can see at night, right? Maybe they got to see what they're doing. My uh, things uh, that I think uh, came from aliens, uh, my th- the things I think uh, aliens uh, brought to Earth and uh, we're using as uh, a back engineered, uh, back engineered stuff. I would say something like, uh, you know, lubrication is one of them. Uh, really? Yeah, no, I'm definitely going there because uh, they they have a thing with uh, you know the rectal scans and uh, the uh, anal probing, you know. So I think anal lubrication was given to us by aliens. That's one of them. Uh, especially the cherry-flavored one. I think that's definitely alien-invented. In, uh, um, I'm going with that. I'm going with maybe the condoms. Uh, so, you know, they can have world population okay. control by lowering population control with usage of condoms. Uh, think about it. So I'm thinking that yeah, is Yeah, they've been around alien. for a while. Condoms have been around for centuries, man. Well, uh, at some point, an alien came down and said, put this around your Jimmy, church. <laughs> wow. You saw how I did that there? You like that? No? Yeah? Yeah, that was just bad. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was aiming for. Bad. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, no, fiber optics, uh, microchips, I mean, that's kind of like the norm, I think, uh, I'd go with also, so. I agree. <laughs> all right. That's okay, what else is, give me another, uh. Blast uh, letter. See, what else was another, another? Okay, let me. I'll say. Just relax. Another right. blast here is. Uh, let's see. This is coming from Luther D. I wonder what the D stands for. Hey Luther, what's the D stand for? Oh well. Jesus. Uh, did they not find the element one fifteen being real after Bob Lazar spoke about it? Doesn't this kind of prove that he was telling the truth? That's a good question. I don't have an answer to. Sorry. Well, you know, actually, uh, they they have found Element 115, uh, and it was years after Bob Lazar spoke about it. So Luther D, I think that would, yeah, I mean, that yeah, would but be was Element 115, Yeah, but was Element 115 found on Earth, or did, was it found on a meteor or something? No, it was discovered, is, discovered is it on Earth-based? No, I think they had to mine it from the moon or some crap, which, again, how did we get that Element 115 from the moon? And we haven't been back to the moon in many years, I don't know. Supposedly. Right, supposedly. But, yeah, supposedly Element 115 has been discovered. I don't know all the details about it. I'm not 100% sure on that. I have, to do a little, I have to do more research. But if it's confirmed that they do have and are working with Element 115 and they know it's real, and Bob Lazar spoke about that shit, what, in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, whatever that was, uh, yeah, that would tell me that, uh, yeah, he broke that, uh, that to the world, and uh, he's being honest. See, Bob Lazar is a funny guy because his story has not really changed over the years. I tend to believe, you know, what he said was true. 
like that. I mean, he's he's been very he's been very consistent, and he's been one of these guys that he doesn't he doesn't want the spotlight. He's not like trying to go out and make you know a whole lot of money on you know his story. You know, it, right? It actually, if anything, it's been like a bad curse. What's happened to him? So maybe he brought it on himself. Oh well. Well, he did by going in public with what happened. I mean, yeah, he did bring it on himself. And even he'll say that he probably would, you know, not do it again if he, you know, had to go or do it over again. He would not do it the same way. So, right. Uh, let's see our next question here, and uh, hopefully that answers uh, Luther D's question there. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, do you believe? And this is coming from a girl named Bridget. Because women do listen to our show, the other guy. Uh, she I was, believe you. you she, was, she says, do you believe the greys to be aliens in our reality, maybe us from the future, or something spiritual, or maybe something else altogether? Why not all of the above? Yeah. I'm voting for all of the above on that one. We're going to agree on this one. What was that crash? Was that a sound effect or something happened? No, something just broke. Like a piece of glass broke because they did not believe in its innards that we actually agreed on something. So the piece of glass was like, what? Oh, okay. I thought that was hell freezing over when uh, people don't believe we agreed. Oh, my God. It's going all over the place. Look at that. It's gone viral. Anyway, Bridget, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say that, uh, honestly, I think that the uh, greys might be a figment of our imagination. If not, I would say they're uh, probably most likely... In our own reality, maybe from another galaxy, maybe they're from this very Earth, uh, maybe from inside the Earth. I think they're us from another time. Could be, but I'm just—I'm not sure if it's the future or the past. Are they a um, evolutionary leftover from the Hollow Earth? Are they uh, us from the future? Are they a offshoot of something? prior to us that escaped this planet now coming back for more genetic material. I don't know. Neither but there's I. a whole bunch of ideas. Yep. Uh, I'm with you, uh, the guy. I don't know either. And uh, Bridget, sorry, that's the best we got. I mean, if we knew more, believe me, we'd be a lot richer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'd be loaded. Right now, tell you. Oh, man. Gotta stop eating Taco Bell. Uh, you guys, uh, rule, says Philip. He says, uh, love your show. Angel, stop being so mean to Alan. Alan, start paying attention on the show more so the boss man don't get on your case. But my question is, that's actually, that they actually wrote that, my kid. Uh, but the, the, my question is, with Roswell being the main, oh, I know who this is. This is not Philip, this is Johnny. Uh, he's being a wise ass. But with my question is, with Roswell being the main story, uh, we always hear about, do you guys think uh, that if we do get disclosure, it would be with uh, the government finally admitting that Roswell was real and the cover-up was uh, the case of national security, which is why it was covered up, but that they don't know anything past with Roswell uh, or past the Roswell incident? Um, that's a good question. I think, you know, if the government ever does disclose anything about Roswell, uh, it might be very limited stuff. And uh, I really doubt it at this point they'll even disclose limited stuff because... You know, what do they have to gain from it? Nothing but problems. And this government doesn't need more issues and problems. It's already going through enough issues and problems as it is. So my take on this will be probably that they'll never probably discuss uh, what really happened at Roswell. You'll never hear an actual disclosure on that. But I've been saying this for a long time now. They're going to give us soft disclosure, which means that they'll say, we found some fish on Europa. 
And then a few years later, we found some microbes on Mars, and then some roaches on Mars, and then one day they're going to be like, yeah, there's some, you know, maybe semi-intelligent uh, being on one of the moons of uh, of, Su- of Jupiter or something like that. And, you know, though, and that's the kind of disclosure we're going to get until one day, you know, the ship lands on the White House lawn and the big giant doors open up and, like, some... 25, 30 foot Native American looking alien walks out and says, Hey, how? how? Do you do? By the way, it's been a great run. I'm out of God, but we're back to take the land. And then at that point, we all can look at each other and say, Man, we're fucked. <laughs> it's like, How? We want them land back. Guys, with that said, we're going to be right back after the break with our guest, Jeff Wills. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so stick around, or Jeff Willis, one or the other. Stick around, it's going to be a lot of fun, we're going to talk ufology with him. And uh, maybe he has a little bit to uh, say about this Corey Good situation going on, and about the entire aspect of ufology and how it stands. He's a very interesting dude, and I'm sure you guys are going to love hearing what he has to say. For now, though, we'll play a, a song here that I love playing by my good friend Tim Brannon called Enemy. Check it out. <laughs> Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman Homepage.com.
everybody. We're back live on Skywatchers Radio right here live on psn-radio.com. That's right, the home of not only this show, but Euphonite Radio, and also the other guy who's breathing heavy on the microphone again. Sorry about that. Uh, yes, let me re- let me rearrange the microphone location. How about you rearrange the mute button and press it? All right, fine. Bye. There, that's <laughs> so much better. Ah oh, man, it's it's every week it's the same thing with the other guy. But anyway, guys, uh, like I was saying, this is the home of not only this show and Euphonite, but also a great show called The Paranormal Code with a good friend, Rich Giordano. And I'm sure if you listen to our show and those shows, you have heard this gentleman who's been on live with them and with us here on Sky Watchers Radio. We love having him on. He's one of our favorite guests. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up his butt because he's here live with me right now. It's the honest <laughs> truth. He's one of my favorite researchers because this is one of the guys who's actually boots on the ground, taking video, going out there, seeing what's up in the skies. He's an actual sky watcher like I used to be before I got lazy and fat. Now I'm not doing it anymore. So thank you for continuing Wait a minute, wait a minute. When were you not lazy and fat? Hang on. Okay, go back to mute. We're not talking about you right now. Okay, let, let me continue here. Shush. I'm talking about the one and only, the original sky watcher himself, Jeff Willis. The UFO Hunter, who was actually on UFO Hunters at one point. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you for being here with us. It, it, it's a pleasure to have you on with us on the show. Hey, thanks, Angel. Great to be back. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to do the show, for sure. You Sorry about it. the other guy over there interrupting all, you know, all the time. And it's... Sorry, I don't interrupt that often. Come no on. No manners. No manners to the other guy. But, uh, no, Jeff, it, okay, it's Okay, really, I having... promise I won't interrupt you. And who is this guy? Who is this interrupting guy? He's the other guy. You know, it's me. I'm the main guy, and then he's the other guy. Yeah, but does the other guy have a name? Yes, yeah, but of we, don't like, I have a name. We, we don't like to give him credit like that. Yeah. Sure, oh. so, you know, yeah, it's it's Alan, oh. but, you know, you know you get, yeah, the other okay. guy. We go with that. Just, just wonder. Yeah, okay. Okay. Actually, it's, it, it's funny because uh, Bill Burns actually coined him the other guy. Uh, he called in one day, and uh, he called in, actually, I think it was uh, on my birthday. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the occasion was. Uh, but he called in to wish me well somehow, or happy birthday, or whatever it was. And uh, then he said, well, I'm going, signing off now. And he, as he was saying goodbye, he said goodbye to me. And then he goes, and bye to the other guy who's on here. And Just because he couldn't remember his name, because it's, it's such a forgettable name. It really is. Well, these things happen. <laughs> but do you want to hear another Bill Burns story? I just saw a, a post from him on Facebook. Facebook. His new audio book came out today, and it opened up as number two uh, in in the category. So, you know, folks, check that out if you can eventually, maybe kind of, sort of. Yeah, I see him on Ancient Aliens all the time when I pull up the, you know, I'm watching, you know, the show. I see him, you know, he's on there, you know, they interview him. Uh, and, you know, so he's got his face out there, you know, so he, people know who he is. So he gets, you know, I'm not surprised one bit. Yeah, no, but, uh, I I was, he's a good guy. He really is. Yeah. And, uh, the, like you were saying, the UFO Hunter series, I was on that. We actually, I was actually part of creating that series. One of like three people that co- actually were the co-creators. Right. It was me, Bill Burns and Pat Uskert were the ones. Me and Pat were the feet on the ground that videotaped the documentary, and then Bill kind of peddled it to the uh, networks, you know. So we, yep. you know, we had a lot of, uh, you know, we, you know, we designed the pilot basically. They took it from there. So, but uh, I got a new camera today. We were talking about that earlier. It's the 1080 Sony. 
uh, full HD cam, and it's uh, 9.2 megapixels, 60 optical. So we're ready to, like you were saying, boots on the ground. We're ready to get the next new video footage of UFOs or whatever paranormal happens right on uh, full high high def now. Nice. Now are you going ghost but hunting? Here's the question: the Where are you? Hang on, I got to interrupt. Where are you going to go to try and record something? Well, I usually just videotape UFOs and stuff like that just right out in my backyard, uh, you know, just like all the other sky watchers. But every now and then, you know, we get, you know, we want to put together something. So we, you know, we go out and, we, you know, we go to all the hot spots. There's a few hot spots here in Phoenix that you can go to and you can pretty much guarantee you're going to see something uh, as well as, uh, you know, it's a you know, we put to, I put together documentaries all the time and like, you know, every like couple of years I'm working on something that'll be out. And so I like to get, you know, gather as many interviews from different sources, different people in the field and put it together with video footage and then, you know, offer it to the public. And that's some of the stuff. Some of my movies are on my YouTube channel. I used to not post my movies because we only sell them, sell them on DVD at our website. And since the sales kind of dropped down over the years, we've decided, you know, let's just be like everybody else and post the movie on our YouTube channel. And if people mm-hmm. like it, I guess they'll buy the DVD or whatever. Yeah. So if you go, so if you go to my website, ufosoverphoenix.com, you can uh, find my YouTube link on, on my website and click over to our channel and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel because um, you know, we've been around for a while, but a lot of people don't know where we are. So, you know, we need to, you know, you, you need to subscribe to our channel because when we come out with new updates and videos, you know, you'll get the alert. And we've been shooting a lot of footage over here lately of new videos, new UFOs and stuff like that. See, so, the, only thing, the only thing your channel is missing, Jeff, and I'm, and I'm going to give you a little constructive criticism here as a friend, a fan, and a, an admirer of your work because you know, I, I love what you do. Uh, the only thing missing from your YouTube channel and your videos is a little pizzazz. You know, it doesn't have, uh, they don't have like, uh, like the, like the neat CGI intro or, or the, the kind of like you know special effects that uh, one of these uh, third turds from the moon has, or or a guy with yeah. a really good voice and, like Blake Cousins or something like that saying, and I was "All right, we're going to show you a video now." You, you yeah. missing that? That's what makes people And I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we're working on all that, but right now it's just pretty much just the video uploads right now, like the way it's always been. But you know, we'd like to kind of you know do something like that and switch it up and try to make it a little bit more. Uh, you know, pizzazzy or whatever. But, um, you know, right now. That's a piece of flair, is what I'm saying. That's some flair to it. That's all. That's, all. that's it. Right, right. But, uh, you know, over the last couple months, we've been getting some new footage. And so, you know, that's kind of exciting because we can, you know, upload. People will be able to see some new videos. And I have been uploading those, uh, full length movies, like I was saying, instead of buying, having to buy UFOs or Phoenix 1, 2, and 3. Right now, currently, UFOs over Phoenix 1, 2, and 3 are the movies that the documentaries that I created are on the YouTube channel. You can watch them in their entirety on, on the channel right now. So, they're a pe- cool. And the reason why we did, I did finally come, you know, forward and just release the DVDs on the channel for free is because the last one of the series, UFOs over Phoenix 3, that was created and finalized and on sale on my website. Um, brand new in 2006 and so now here we are in 2017 all these years later 
So I figured let's, you know, go ahead and just release the, the first three. You know, it's no big deal. It's, it's been so many years now. It doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we have other, we have newer documentaries that we, we're going to put up too. But we just, we'll get around to it. Now you monetize the channel pretty well. So I mean, you, I mean, if this thing, you know, starts to really take off with subscriptions, I mean, you can make that into like a monetary thing where you can make money off of the channel. So. Yeah, I mean, we're trying because we've heard that, like, uh, there was a problem with YouTube and the monetization with the, um, something about the, uh, the, the, um, the commercials, the mainstream commercials that they play on your, on your channel. There was, like, a feud going with the, uh, actual commercial people, you know, the advertisers. Right. And so I guess they, they got it all resolved. And so hopefully we, you know, you can make money if your channel goes big still. Mm-hmm. But right, right now we haven't made a lot, you know, but, you know, we have great videos and that's another thing is, you know, it, you know, we have really good videos, so our channel should be, re- you know, we should have a lot of subscribers, but we just, you know, we just don't, people just don't know about us, so we don't. And it's, that's another thing with documentary and video documentary. We've said this before with a lot of our partners. We said, you can make the best documentary in the world that's better than, uh, what the belief do they know or any of these other ones that you see at any of these film festivals or these UFO Congress shows or any of this. And if no one knows about it or if you don't get it out there, it, no one's going to, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, no right. one's going to see yep. it. They're not yep. going to buy it. Like if you just throw a page up on the, on the internet and expect for people to buy it and not offer it out for some type of exposure, it's not going to mm. work. Okay. That's I got to ask a question. Yeah. Besides YouTube, what are you monetizing any other uh, streaming uh, media on the uh, internet, not, like Twitch or any of the others? No, I haven't gotten that far yet. Pretty much. Well, isn't Twitch YouTube. more for like video games though? Or? I'm hearing people are using Twitch for more than just video games. Really? Yeah. Hmm, I'll tell you what I was interested in. I was kind of interested in that um, Twitter. Uh, periscope thing because mm. I was thinking we can do live sky watches right in the backyard or whatever. But yep. then Facebook came out with that go live button, so they did <laughs> pretty much followed suit with it. So we can do it that way now. Yep. But we haven't done it yet. But that that was one thing that we you know I was looking at is doing a live sky watch because I mean you can do it on you YouTube know, also. YouTube is having you know yeah. had live feeds for forever and. Uh, yeah, if, I, if you're I, monetizing, I that. that's the way to go, bro. If you want to monetize it, you know, just do it right on YouTube. Yeah, I saw that too on the bar on YouTube on the on the side go live or whatever. And I was thinking, yep. well, if out of out of Facebook or Periscope or whatever, out of all three of those, I'd would rather do the YouTube live stream because that would just bring you know more to the channel, you know. Yeah, right. but why can't you do as I was actually discussing with Angel earlier? I'm wondering if you could actually is there anything any platform that allows you to broadcast to all three simultaneously? Hmm. There is. Maybe some software. You can design yeah. some software and get rich off of it. That might be a good <laughs> idea. You might want to jump on that right there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I know live stream has the procaster where you can put multiple cameras and stuff but you're streaming directly to live stream. And that's it. Now, of course, if you have multiple website browsers open, you could have uh, a browser open for Facebook and YouTube and, and have separate cameras on either the same computer or, or different computers and mount that and have each website 
pick up the camera and have it either angled differently or angled right next to each other. But you might have to have separate cameras to do that. Well, all you use the same camera and just use uh, splitters. You know, use... Uh, I don't know if that will work that well. I don't know how that would work. I mean, I think the best bet would be to have, like, a, a couple laptops with really good webcams if you want to, you know, go that route or have a couple cameras mounted somewhere if you want to go that route for for a radio show. I mean, that's the way I do it. I mean, that's the way that uh, yeah. George uh, Rodriguez, my buddy, does it on his show um, on SoFlo Radio. I mean, he has, uh, about, I think it's like two or three cameras mounted in his office, which is his main um, studio for the show. And they're just mounted in, the, in different areas, and he literally records on all of them, and then they podcast a mixture of the video. So, hmm. I mean, it's uh, pretty interesting. interesting how he does it. Uh, but no, uh, what uh, new videos have you uh, captured recently? I mean, are you putting stuff together right now that you just recently captured, uh, Jeff? Well, yeah, I have some new, the newest sightings on my channel on YouTube. Um, the, you know, when you go to my videos, you'll see a couple of the newest, uh, pieces of footage that I got. They're night videos of like these round, like lights that, uh, they're just like one solid light that we've been, that I've been getting in the last couple, uh, you know, months now. And we, I have some more footage of it from last month on my camera, but I haven't, uh, I haven't put it on my on the computer yet. I haven't uploaded it yet, so I'm getting getting around to it. But I'm I'm busy working a lot, so I don't have time, you know, like I want to. I'd like to go full time with this stuff, but I just don't have the money to or leisure to just do that, you know. I wish I did, but (laughs) you got to run all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if when you go to my website, you know, we you'll see a lot of good video too there. And, uh, you know, you can be sure if to donate it like a few bucks, you'll see a donate button. If you, if you want, you know, help us out, you know, with a couple bucks, it always helps, you know. Definitely, definitely. Let me ask you a question now. Uh, it's a, as a UFO, uh, sky watcher, uh, are you, uh, purposely, uh, you know, making sure that what you're capturing is not like satellites or anything like that? Uh, you know, that might look like a UFO because, you know, some people can't tell the difference. I mean, are you looking for, you know, are you looking at, uh, this, I don't remember what the name of the software is, but where you can actually track satellites and stuff so you don't mistake that for UFOs? Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen a lot of satellites out in the desert and out in Lake Pleasant and, like, stuff like that, so we pretty uh-huh. have, pretty much have it. We pretty much have a great, you know, idea of what they look like. And here in the, in the city, here in Phoenix, you don't see really satellites because of the light, you know, the light pollution. And the satellites are pretty much way up there. And so for something to be that bright and that low coming over my house, when you look at the videos, you'll, you can pretty much rule out a satellite in my opinion because of the fact that it is so low. It looks way lower than a satellite. And, and uh, it's like flying at the same altitude the airplanes fly, but it's just like one solid light. And so, you know, it's like if you would have to be standing right next to me probably to, 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 to agree with me, or maybe you can agree with me just by watching the video and realizing that we are in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's being shot. And so, you know, for that to be a satellite, it would probably have to be a lot higher than what it is on that video. But we, we want to get the software, you know, the apps or whatever that show where the satellites are, when they, you know, where they are, at what location, at what time. So that way, when we do videos, uh, tape these things, we can rule out that. We can just, you know, punch it up and say, hey, there was no, nothing there at the time of this video. So, hey, this is a legitimate bona fide UFO video, you know. So it's always good to have that. But, you know, 
over the years of doing this for like the last 20 or 30 years of just video photography of it, of the, of the phenomenon. Um, you know, besides the fact of the earlier years of, of, you know, research and investigation on UFOs before I even got into the camera side of it, you know, I pretty much can rule out most of my, I would say probably 199% of all my videos is not being satellites, you know, so. That was kind of a long answer to, <laughs> to that question. That's cool. Uh, well, it, it's a follow-up question. I mean, uh, and it goes ties in perfectly to what you're saying. I mean, uh, if that's the case, I mean, how many of these uh, things that you're capturing do you think is actual authentic alien craft, or how much of it do you think is back engineered stuff that we've taken from aliens and we're you know just like zipping around in the skies because we're testing these things out, you know? I don't know. It's weird because like a lot of the stuff I take, like everything that I've put in the category of unidentified or that had to have been, you know, something that was not conventional. It's, it's, it's like 50 50 on it because like you want to believe that it could be alien because you've never seen anything like that or move like that or you think in the back of your mind that, ah, oh, we, we, that we don't have that technology. Even if we back engineered it, it wouldn't have been that good, you know, of a side. And so, but then again, you can you know, you want to, you want to fight that too and think, well, it could be, you know, look at the billions of dollars that the black budget has and then all the money that was off the books that they can't find, the trillions of dollars that they don't know what happened. You know, they could have, I mean, it's, it went into the cover up, obviously. So mm-hmm. these, these programs could be what the product, the product of that is, you know, so. You got to go both ways sometimes on that because yeah, you know we just don't I, know. You know we don't. I mean, how far back do you think uh, the cover-up goes? I mean, it, some people say it started at Roswell. I think it goes way before Roswell. I'm, I'm talking about like uh, the Nazi era. Um, what, what, yeah. what's, your, what's your take on that? I, I agree on that too because when after World War II we got those uh, Nazi top secret documents from their government that showed construction plans and completion plans and test flights and video pictures of the test flights of what they called anti-gravity flying saucer technology and the, the, the model of the honey boo craft that they had. And it had tank cannons on the bottom of it and it defied gravity because it used Nicole Tesla's theories on anti-gravity. And so these craft were in production. Maybe they only had like nine or ten of them at the time that Hitler fell and the you know the war ended. But uh, it wasn't enough. It was too little, too late. You know, even if you know those nine craft probably could have uh, destroyed our entire air force at the time, but they never put it into you know they never put it into uh, you know their into action really. So. I believe that I've seen those those craft, and it, if and the theories are correct, it could be possible. And you know, in our modern ufology, you know, of Kenneth Arnold, you know, seeing the nine craft in 1947, right before the Roswell crash, he's you know this guy, this private pilot, saw nine uh, like disc-shaped, uh, saucer-shaped UFOs in Mount Rainier when they were searching for a, a you know a plane crash. They're searching for the the crash, and he was one of the the people up there searching in a small plane. And he said he saw nine. He reported back to the tower that he was witnessing nine disc-shaped objects in formation that passed him at speeds that were, 
phenomenal and incredible and blew, blew his mind. So when he landed, they just coined the phrase flying saucer because he said it looked like a saucer skipping on the water. And so the media just ran with it. And so that's how it became flying saucers. But, you know, this is, you know, how many years after the fall of Germany with their anti-gravity, you know, you know, flying saucer program, yep. you know, we're talking 1947 and the end of the World War II was, you know, years before, you know, a good 20, what, 20 or so years before that. So well, remember, no, it actually, could have been. Uh, we've got to remember, also keep it in perspective, that after the Nazi uh, World War II ended and the Nazi regime was uh, dethroned and we took over their, their top scientists, this was like early 40s. Like 40, yeah, so it was about 42, 10 years yeah. or so. But, right. Yeah. Uh, now, remember, when that happened, soon right after that, Nikola Tesla died also, and he was working on a UFO saucer ship. I mean, they, there was blueprints and all kinds of things that he was working on, and then Roswell happened shortly after that. So let's look at some timelines here, uh, Jeff. Yeah, of, of and that's events. what I, that, again, that's what I was getting at. I was getting at that what Kenneth Arnold may have saw was what we captured from the end of World War II, since it was just shortly after the end of World War II. When Arnold saw the nine discs, and then you then you mentioned the crash of Roswell, very well may have been a test flight of another one of these things. So uh, you know that crash and, and the alien bodies. Maybe you know a lot of people say that the government isn't cahoots with the aliens, and that there's aliens at Area 51, and we've cooperated with them for all these years. And so who's to say? That when the crash happened at Roswell, that there weren't alien bodies on board and humans, like Travis Walton suggested when he his memories of being abducted, he said that there was humans on board that craft as well as aliens. So here we right. go again with the cooperation of both species. Well, here's uh, and I'm going to throw a little bit of a monkey wrench into the uh, whole aliens at Roswell scenario because what's officially uh, been said is that there were beings that were involved where they were seen, they were strange looking, they had big over eyes, and, you know, they looked humanoid, right? Um, but they were very small, like, almost like children-like, or, or at least very short people. <laughs> they weren't very tall. Now, what are the odds that the government had short folks that were actually on the ship, and they were all humans, but during the crash, they got burnt up, they got disfigured, looked really weird, and when these people are looking at a flying saucer crash, and they look at these beings that are really humans, but they look like they've been probably burnt to a crisp, or they're like just ripping their suits apart because they're burning in the suits. And they see them, they're, you know, obviously they're going to have no hair because their hair burnt off. Uh, their eyes might have popped out, and who knows what they're, you know, what happened there. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe that's what really they saw, and they were actually just, you know, short humans that were flying these things. I mean, that's a possibility also. And it, it, the cover-up will still be the same. It's still a flying saucer that crashed, whether they're humans inside of it or whether they're aliens inside of it. It's still a, uh, an incredible story. Yeah, I have, I have like five books on Roswell, and I've read three of them. And, um, you know, all the witnesses, they all tell the same story. And uh, the, the thing that really the really thing that makes it the alien thing was the nurse that witnessed the bodies and in the hospital when they brought him in there and she was like with the doctors when they did the autopsy and she was in the book um you know the kenneth arnold book and 
the Roswell about Roswell and a couple, you know, Stanton yeah, Freeman she, talked she, about she's her. She's not really mentioned by name, though. I mean, they never really mentioned her by name. It's, it's kind of like th- like saying, "Well, this person said this," but I can't really yeah. use the name. So it's, that's kind of like almost yeah. like hearsay in, in a sense. I really wouldn't use that as uh, as actual evidence. As in, yeah, but as, they, as, you know, they, I mean, yeah, if you give me yeah, a name or some tangible, you know, then we're kind of like a square one again. Yeah, but the the reason why I'm saying that is because they used her drawings for that book, and they were perfectly typical of the eight gray aliens. But who says or they were even hers? I mean, if she's a made up lie, then the drawings are going to be a lie also. Just right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never really see some something that is that huge of a of a case. You can't really ever you can punch holes in anything about it because there's right. no evidence, you know. So. Everything that's written about it is hearsay, even when you say, oh, you got this 90-year-old man that said he saw it and all that, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's funny because um, while a lot of it might be uh, circumstantial evidence, like that really is more circumstantial than hearsay, to be honest. Uh, but in the Roswell scenario, at least we know some things that are a fact. Something crashed. The government said it was a flying disc or a saucer. Then 24 hours later, they retracted the story and said it wasn't that, that it was a flying weather balloon. And uh, they made Jesse Marcel look like an idiot, which the man was a very smart individual and not an idiot. And he could tell the difference yeah. between a weather balloon and uh, some kind of a, an exotic ship. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can figure that one out, folks. Uh, so, But you there's know, something, there's- you know... And there's something fishy about it because they kept coming out with stories over and over again. Right. Remember the crash Which is part of, that, that's story? Part, yeah, that's, that's part of the narrative that I was going to give you. The government's <laughs> come out with many stories. I mean, this changed there, too. Like, what, was it just like 13, 14 times now over the years on what actually happened? Test dummies. Yeah. But, yeah, test dummies weren't around until like 10 years later or something like that or five years later or whatever it was. So it couldn't have been test dummies, but they, they fed yeah. us that narrative for a while. But they, they want to lie. They, yeah. They want it. They want to tell that story because then you'll know that it's a, you'll catch them in a lie. You'll say, "Hey, that was ten years later," and then that you'll that'll raise suspicion again on the story. Is it real or not? You know, they want to keep the circle going. Right. It, it's a it's a terrible game they play. It really is. It's almost. It, it's speaking I mean, of like misinformation agents uh, that you know we talked about earlier on the show. That's it right there. That's you know, in a sense, that is misinformation because whether. It is or it isn't. You know, they're they're kind of like leaving it vague. Well, well, I was telling, I was talking about another. I was talking to another ufologist yesterday on the phone, uh, and uh, I was talking to him about how he he was, you know, he used a fake name when he came out with his book because he was afraid of the government, you know, knowing who he was and coming after him and all this so stuff. That's like Alan over here. <laughs> yeah. and so I told him. I told him, hey, you know, they haven't been able to catch the Snowden guy. They haven't been able to t- catch this other, uh, you know, you know, hacker and all this. So what are you afraid of? Besides that, when it comes to UFOs and the paranormal and the UFO community, they want as much disinformation and lies out there as possible because Very that true. way no one can find the truth. The truth yep. is mixed up with all this X-Files gobbledygook that, you know, and these, these, uh, you know, those crazy stories on the Inquirer, you know, so no one's going to take, you know, the real sighting seriously, you know, exactly so they're not coming that. after you and they might wiretap you and listen, you need to see what you know or whatever, but they're not going to, you know, follow you. <laughs> if they wiretap me, they're wasting their time because I don't know much. I don't know squad. I think the other guy here would attest to that. Isn't that right, other guy? I don't know much. Anything? No, you need to buy a vowel. Absolutely. I, 
I need to have a vowel given to me for free because I can't buy that shit. It's too expensive. But a lot of, a lot of people in the UFO community <laughs> are pro, are probably monitored because the government has had an interest in the of investigation, course. the investigators that investigate. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm dying to get that knock on the door like, uh, Adrian Espino, uh, we need to speak. This is the government. We have to have a sit down, son. You've been talking about crazy stuff on the radio and we need you to stop. But so far, Jeff, <laughs> it has not happened. And let me tell you, I've had, uh, yeah. you know, some of the, the never names in ufology, and it's never going to happen. I don't think yeah, because, the government's like said, in the business of doing that anymore. It's not like the 1950s or 60s no, where you would have the no, t- it, traditional men in black show up, which is just federal agents dressed in black. That's really all yeah, that is. And that's, you know? it, yeah, and it goes back to what I was saying before. They want all that information out there because that way it's so filled with so much inf- – there's so much out there that you don't know what's true or not. It works to their benefit because, you know, I mean, if you look at, you know – you know, a bunch of different abduction stories, you know, they're all different in their own way and they all, you know, feature different types of aliens or whatever. And, uh, you know, the more stories like that that are out there, you know, they, the more sensational are they, you know, they are, the more a lot of people are less likely to believe it in a way. But then the, you know, the true cases, you know, you can tell the difference, you know, because, you know, you see these stories, all the time on the Enquirer that people don't take seriously, but then there's uh-huh. a real case, real UFO case that draws the attention of all the, you know, you know, MUFON and everybody else, and then you know the difference between the cases, really. Between, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. why you know we always gravitate back on this show anyway to uh, the Travis Walton case, for example. Where <laughs> I'm a hundred percent believer that Travis went through some crazy shit. Like I, I think that oh, Travis. Yeah was taken. I think Travis uh, went through this experience. I don't think he lied about anything. I think uh, everybody that was there in the uh, the truck saw what they saw. And I think when he got back to wherever uh, he was, you know, wherever they left him on, wherever they took him, uh, you know, when he got back, he was never the same. And I'll tell you what, Travis for, you know, you know, having the movie out there and stuff, you know, he wasn't particularly uh, very happy with, you know, the spotlight over the years. Uh, to the point that he not only, you know, stayed a little bit away from it, he continued working his regular job for like another like 25 years and then retired. So it's not like this is a guy who yeah. just said, okay, yeah, I was abducted by aliens. Now I'm going to go on a book tour and sell some books and make some money on yeah, my right, right. And, you know, I'm going to make all this cash. And he never did any of that. Yeah, and the true case is it never happens like that. because, Like, you know, it happens the way Travis happens because, like, you know, the Pasagula uh citing the two fishermen that were uh-huh. abducted on the on the river remember that case yes yep that Pasagula case well those men it was the same thing you know they they were abducted by a real ufo and it was the same thing it happened out yep. in the in the you know out in the wild they were fishing see these are the type of cases that are legitimate when like travis says you can see how they match up you know they're mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere both cases they're both out in the middle of nowhere they're both with, you know, a couple people. Travis had more people with him than this guy. I just had one guy with him. But with, in Travis' case, he was the only one abducted. With this other case, both men were abducted. And, uh, you know, they reported their sightings to the police, both of them. They both, mm-hmm. so, you know, when you go to the police, then you know you, the person was a witness of something. 
because why why else would they want to involve other people and and especially law enforcement you would want to not tell law enforcement <laughs> you would want to do the opposite of what you know what they did saying? exactly but, it, but but when it crosses that line you're pretty much forced into it because you know when you've been missing for you know 24 hours and and you know what you saw and you know you were abducted and 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 you know the you have witnesses. As a matter of fact, at Pasagula, uh, the, the, there was some, tr- there was a bridge nearby and that cars were passing over and someone mm-hmm. saw and snapped a picture of the weird UFO. And it was over where these people claimed that they the two fishermen were claiming that where they were abducted by the aliens and the yeah. UFO. So they backed it up. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was part of the story. And so these are legitimate cases and, you know, far removed from a lot of the nonsense that you see in the in the UFO field, you know. So <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. Now I, you know, I just got messaged uh, by one of my friends here on Facebook, and they say, "Whoa, uh, Angel, you realize that Travis is doing conventions now and stuff." Well, yeah, but like thirty years after the fact, dude. I mean, like you know, he's retired yeah. now. Now he's got you know time and, to do this stuff, and it's not like yeah, he, that, you know, it's not like he's broke. The man has money. Yeah. I mean, he, he retired, you know, from a long career, so he's not like he's a broke dude just trying to get money. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at with the other cases. Those guys eventually came into the UFO community and started doing the lectures and tours and stuff too, uh, for a little while before one of them passed away. But, you know, they, what, the, the, they have no other choice because they don't have nothing that in their mind and anybody else's mind in this whole world that can explain what happened to them. And the UFO community and the UFO phenomenon, people that investigate all this stuff, are, is the closest thing that, that can explain the experience of what happened to them. So, of course, they're going to yeah. gravitate and come on board and do lectures because they're standing behind a million other people that saw something strange or that videotaped a UFO or had an abduction experience. They're in the same boat as them. They wouldn't have come to this you know theory in a million years if it didn't happen to them you know most people don't you know probably think about ufos in their daily life but the people that have seen a ufo or had an experience those are the people that always think about them that are drawn to it definitely i tend to like also go back to like some of uh, like deathbed confessions uh, that we've had over the last uh, 15 years uh in ufology where you know people have come out uh talking about how they uh, either Roswell did happen or they were involved in this case or that case. And, uh, uh to me, you know, when somebody is in their deathbed and they're confessing to some stuff like that, that has a little bit more merit and weight also to it, I think. Oh, yeah. And you have to take that into account as well. Uh, but uh, again, it's all, in, in essence, it's uh, stuff that you could uh, believe as story, uh, you know, as a story. But again, at the end of the day, there's just stories and, you know, we have no evidence to back them up. Which is a sad part in ufology. That's like the worst part of this whole thing is the, the lack of physical evidence uh, in regards to any of this. Um, well, we have some good evidence. We have some good physical evidence, like all the implants that have been taken, like the, that Roger Lear see, took and Daryl Sims. And yeah, stuff. but some, you hardly ever see anybody actually analyzing those implants. And the ones who well, do never don't, come out with any results, which is the sad part. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is that when they analyze them, they're like, wow, this is something that we can't, like, you know, the, the NBC special on abducted, on abduct, yeah. abductions, where they took the alien implant and they analyzed it with most, the most sophisticated computer that knows any type of element known to man, and it mm-hmm. said that it couldn't find a match. And so you know you're dealing with an, uh, something 
that is alien that was placed in this person right off the bat. The computer said it didn't have a match out of like a millions of, of, of elements. So right there, you just spent what a hundred thousand dollars to do this test. You know, like you were saying, it costs a lot of money to do these tests when you do get the physical evidence. So, you know, you need funds, you need people to donate to do the test. So you have money to do it. And then once you do the test, it's not going to compute because the technology is, you know, a million years more advanced than ours. So, of course, our computers aren't going to know what it is. All right. So what? let me ask you, what do you think about the analysis that they recently uh, finally did on the elongated skulls? I don't know about – I mean, I remember – I know about the skulls, but I didn't know about the analysis on it. What is? The, what was the analysis on it? Well, the ones that were found in Central America seem to have actually apparently Scottish DNA in it as well as Egyptian or Middle Eastern DNA in it as a weird combination. And there's they can't even actually identify some of the other junk DNA that's in there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they could have had a generic genetic engineering program going on, um, I mean, obviously those pyramids got there somehow and it predated the Bible. So, of course, uh, you know, maybe they were using genetics to des- develop a clone, like a clone type of race to, you know, for workers even, you know. Maybe how that's how all that stuff got built. Well, we'll never know in our lifetime, unfortunately. We'll never know. But when you have like different, you have different DNA strands that that just shows you that there. It sounds like to me that there was some sort of gene splicing at the time. Some sort of, you know, we might just be finally catching up into technology to what mm-hmm. they were had back then in, in the Egyptian times when those pyramids were built. We might have finally come full circle because obviously there was a ton of information that was forgotten, lost, or somehow mm-hmm. uh, erased, you know, before modern man got here. I, I have a feeling that when we were going to find out that the uh, Great Pyramids of Giza were uh, actually giant UFOs that landed here millions of years ago from uh, Mars or something, and uh, that's how they got here. And that's how we yeah, got people- here. Yeah, people, you know, suggest all sorts of, th- you know, theories about the pyramids. You know, a lot of people think they can teleport people. Yeah, to different yeah, I mean, different areas of the world. You know, I'll tell you what. Whoever constructed the pyramids at the end of the day, you got to give them major props, man, because to get that, you know, whole true north thing going, it's uh, pretty incredible with those, uh, you know, size of that construction of Giza. <clears> but uh, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty crazy when you consider that we there was so little about our own history. And, uh, and about the skies and about everything, and uh, technology is just going to make it so much easier now in the future for like sky watchers like yourself, and um, even for like people that are researching like the pyramids themselves. Uh, you know, technology is going to open up a lot of doors. I think we're going to find out some intriguing stuff when it comes to like the pyramids of Giza and other archaeological well, uh, stuff, which would suggest ancient yeah. aliens might be uh, onto something. I'm looking yeah. forward to them actually finding the nice little underground complex that's underneath Giza. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But what I was what I was going to say is I always thought that uh, you know the DNM pyramid on Mars with the you know in Sidonia region, yep. I was always uh, remembering that those pyramids were in the same longitude and latitude as the as the Egyptian pyramids are on on Mars as they are on Earth, like the exact okay, same. Okay, Yeah, but here's the interesting part of that. Was it is it the same longitude and latitude now? 
Because don't forget, about 12,000 years ago, we actually ended up getting hit by something which caused our access to tilt. So how can stuff actually yeah. be exactly where they are longitudinally, latitudinally, and matching stars, yet we're tilting on an axis, whether it was from getting hit by something or a pole reversal? Mm, yeah, you'd probably, I don't know. You know, you'd have to go with probably all sorts of different mathematics on that one, but, you know, <laughs> you got me on that one. Yeah, that's over Th- my head. Things day. aren't exactly where they should be, or are they? No, nothing's actually. But actually, you know, here's the crazy part: if you believe some of our scientists now, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, we're not, we're not even living on a spherical planet. Uh, we're, we're, our planet's more like a pear-shaped Earth. Yeah, and I was going to say, why doesn't somebody <laughs> just shoot? Why doesn't somebody just shoot a laser so they can end all this, you know? round or flat thing and just get it over with and shoot a laser across the earth you know that there has to be a, a way to like actually just end this debate but nasa's not helping because uh they don't go far enough to actually show the planet earth in its entirety which they could with the technology to have them if you have hubble telescope out there you know you, i'm pretty sure they can come up with a, a camcorder or a kodak or something and put and take a picture of the earth like a legit picture of the earth it just posts right. it out there you know, not this composite, Photoshop stuff, which, it's funny because, you know, I, I'm, look, I'm not a, a believer on the flat earth theory, but I am intrigued by the fact that it's taking so much uh, attention now. It's gaining so much attention, yeah. I should say. I, I, I believe it's round. It. I, I, I believe it's round, but on, on you got to remember that most of the earth is covered with water, so we can't really know right. the true shape of it. Well, no, that I understand that, but uh, supposing Neil deGrasse Tyson says that it's still kind of like an oblique, uh, almost uh, pear-shaped kind of thing, even with the water surrounding it, because the way the equators work, uh, you know, there's more water at the equators, or kind of like you know, it has that look because of that, uh, which is kind of funny because if that's the case, then why is there no like bump on the land where the equator is? It'll bump up the land some more. I, I don't know. It just it makes no sense. Uh, that's why I go back to this whole uh, flat Earth thing. While it's fun to think about, some of the argument makes a little bit of sense, and some of the argument, uh, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, why is NASA posting these composite photos of the Earth? Why don't they give well, us an actual <clears throat> picture of the Earth? Why is well, why don't it they do a yeah, they what? need to do a scientific. Ex- they need to do a scientific experiment where we take our own camera and put it in orbit and videotape the total orbit of the planet. You, you'll never, you'll never be able to get. You'll never be able to get high enough. And that's the sad part. Now, uh, there's a gentleman, Dave Shock, who has a cube camera, which he's posting. Uh, he's putting up in space, supposedly in the near future, and he is going to try to snap that photo. But ironically enough, he's been in bad health recently, so I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with the government trying to stop him from doing what he's doing. Uh, but hopefully he gets his project off the ground because I'd love to see an actual image of planet Earth, whether it's round or flat or whatever it is, and just get that debate over with already because it's ridiculous. But here's the thing. Before you know Galileo and, the, and when they changed the narrative of what the Earth looked like, uh, for many, many, many centuries, we believed the Earth was flat. Religion was based on a flat Earth theory. So the pagans... Flat Earth, you know, they were all flat earthers. Egyptians, flat earthers. That was the common theme of the planet that we lived on a flat Earth, controlled by a, a 
a being above the uh, firmament, and there was waters above the firmament, and, and beneath the firmament, and that meant there was a dome over the flat earth. I mean, I mean, this is a belief system that people had for many, many, many years, and even with the whole round earth thing, when that became a narrative, there was still no proof to back it up. It was just somebody who said, well, the math adds up to this, and because of this astronomical uh, object I see on a telescope, I see the Earth is round. And based on that, that's what they said the Earth is round on. But there was still no real picture taken of the Earth uh, until, you know, what, hundreds of years later when NASA came around? So people yeah, bought a narrative we the moon and started putting satellites up and, right. and all that. Uh, that's why I said, uh, why don't they just, like, put have a... You know, one, you know, a person in America and a person on the opposite side of the world, like what's on the opposite side of the world of America is China, right? On the other side, basically. Yeah. Why don't you have a scientist in China and scientists in America shoot a laser and see how, and from space videotape how it, or take pictures of the laser and you can, from space and see how it, you know, it'll, you know, you'll prove that it's, Round or whatever off that, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to get uh, America and China to start shooting lasers in space. That's going to sound a little weird. And somehow, well, I think that Kim Jong Un is going to drop a bomb on everybody when that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, have scientists in Australia shoot a laser uh, from Australia, and have scientists in America shoot a laser, and then from space you can take a picture and prove somehow or another that. That it's round, some you know, somehow or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how to do the experiment, but I'm sure that with a laser, you could probably figure it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, just get a Hubble to turn around for a second and take a real good snapshot of the Earth. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah, that's but it. Some, yeah, from, just, we, how many satellites do we have out there already? You know, all we need is one picture. What's holding this thing up? I mean, seriously, why is it that we only get... And for, like, 30 years, we get the same image of, of the Earth, which is a Photoshopped image. The same image was passed around, and, it's a, and it was an early Photoshop doctored image of yeah. the Earth. Really? Well, see, my... Well, my... Well, my I completely and totally believe that the Earth is a circle just because, you know, when I look up in the sky, I see the moon, and it's a circle. So I'm pretty sure, you know, my... I mean, but, I mean, like you said, probably not a perfect circle. It's, right. you know, probably like more pear shape or something. When you take the water away, it's probably a weird-looking rock, you know, looking thing. But, uh... Right, right. Yeah, like a lot well, of planets, and like, you know, a lot of asteroids probably look close up when you get close up to them with, with uh, telescopes, you know? Yep. And, and, well, here's the thing, though. Even if the Earth was a flat Earth... If it's in a disk form and all the planets out there are the same, and what we're seeing is like the bottom of this disk, it'll look like a circle. Yeah, but the, and another thing is, uh, you know, nature creates a circle, and you know, it's a universal sign. So, but I, I know that nature a circle on a fl- <laughs> you're talking like a coin. You're you're talking about like a Correct. coin, you know, how it's Correct. flat. You're looking at, it's right. a circle. You're looking exactly. at the flat side, but on the other side, you still have the other countries and stuff like that. Like you're trying, I get your theory, but or what? How you're trying to back? Well, no, no. The, like the entire the entire Earth, for example, like all the continents and everything, would be like on the top side of this, like say coin, and on the yeah. bottom side it would be maybe rocket boosters. I don't know what the hell keeping this thing afloat uh, or whatever it is. Uh, that's one possibility. Another po- that's one theory of how the flat Earth would work. Another is that the flat Earth is in some kind of a 
of a state of animation where it's covered in nothing but ice, and once you get this way, once you get to the South Pole, and you hit that wall of ice, you just keep walking. If you get on there, and you start walking. You'll be walking in ice for forever. It'll never end because we're like in the cir- we're in the center of whatever icicle thing that is out there, and we're kind of like one hole in the center that has water and continents on it. And then, and then we're covered by a bubble, which is shielding us from all this ice killing us and crushing us and, and freezing <clears> us to death. That's the theory. That's one of the theories. Yeah, there's a th- and it's weird that there's a theory out there because with all the satellites and the going to space and all that, you would think that everybody would know that the Earth is round, and that's what I believe. But there is a lot of thing, people out there that don't <laughs> that have this flat Earth theory. And I'll tell you what, when we, you know, they always talk about this. Um, this new civilian space travel industry that's going to be popping uh-huh. up within the next few years with, like, you know, the Virgin Mobile uh, rocket plane that's going to be able to, you know, go out into orbit and land and all this stuff and all these other, you know, private industry uh, orbital uh, planes that people are working on. And one of these days, like 50 years from now, when, you know, we have full you know full-blown industry out in out in orbit and out in space doing their little thing in different space stations you know this is going to be settled once and for all obviously i would hope so (laughs) yeah (laughs) in this field though i i don't think i'm ever going to know the answer to this question if the earth is round or flat in my lifetime i don't think i'm ever going to know 100 percent because nasa's not going to give me the answer nasa doesn't give us any answers oh Oh, you know, and, and this is another Never thing. Never a straight answer. Why don't we, Never they, a straight answer. They don't. They don't. And this was one of the things I wanted to bring up. Uh, are you familiar? I'm sure you are. Are you familiar with this uh, patch in space that they put a black box over? That they don't. I like am. Uh, I'm familiar with that, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. And, and it coincides with this uh, September 23rd uh, prophecy and revelations because the constellation that they're talking about is matching up to exactly what is described in this verse of the Bible that's a, it's supposed to be confirmation of a prophecy fulfillment by the star cluster that they're blocking up, blocking off. And it's supposed to happen in September 23rd, 2017. The, the star uh, is going to line up the, in the way the prophecy describes it in Revelations. And NASA and others uh orbital uh you know websites that have images of this are putting a black box over it over the image <laughs> now, what's trying the image, to uh, what, what do you think the image looks like i mean have you, do you have any idea it's the it, yeah it's two bright lights it's all over youtube you, what you want to it's all, i just posted a facebook uh story about it today it's my last post for uh, earlier about a couple hours ago you can see the story on there but uh, it's these, you know, these two bright lights that, you know, at way out in space and the coordinates, if you, you know, one of the pictures was released of what it looks like without the black box of it. But ever since then, they covered it up and you can't find the picture out there anymore. But it's on the on the story that I posted. You'll see it like an uncensored version of it. Uh-huh. But they started putting NASA and um, Google Sky uh, when you put the coordinates in, you just see like a black box over it. Like, you know, they, mm-hmm. like a, they censored it. They put like a scent, they censored it out by putting, covering it up, by putting like a black area over it. Yeah, I've seen that, and, but I have never seen the actual image of what it actually looks like. That's what I'm intrigued to see. 
Yeah, yeah. If you watch the news story I posted on my Facebook, you'll see. There's a, also a couple of YouTube stuff. videos already about it. Yep. yep. Or you can actually Google, maybe Google it on right now. Put uh, put in uh, put in you know whatever censorship of the of the September 23rd picture in space or something like that. You know, NASA censoring censoring. Uh, you know that, and maybe it'll come up that the the rock, the you know first picture. But it's interesting that they would do that because why would they do that if it wasn't true? You know. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm gonna see if I can figure this out. Hold on. Censorship NASA space pictures of galaxy. Or oh, there's a whole bunch of them, actually. <laughs> NASA, yeah. And that's you've been the, naughty, yeah, NASA. You've been very naughty. <laughs> and that's another thing I was getting to. That's another thing I was getting to. This isn't the first time that they pulled this move. And it's because that they think we can't handle it. They think we can't handle the truth. They are covering stuff you up. You can't handle the truth. You know, and it's almost like, you know, if we see what they're covering up, that we're going to know for a fact that we are not alone. And why are they trying to stop that from happening? I don't understand that. Uh, I don't get it either. And it's funny because uh, then you... Too much of you... this world cannot accept the true fact that religion is more fiction than anything else. And proof of aliens will lead to that. And it would set enough of this world into chaos. See, I don't know if that's uh, entirely true because the Pope even came out saying that oh, aliens, yeah, they're part of God's plan, and that he's already laid the seat for that. Well, yeah, now, and I don't, and now he's saying it, that. Well, I would also say that also a lot of our religions were probably brought from the heavens from these aliens. Yeah, I they believe probably it, yeah. started. They probably started most of them, and that's why we call them God's little G, you know, and yeah. God's big God, big G, or whatever, and. You know, so they come, they cause this and leave and then observe for thousands of years to see what, ha what their creation, what, it, what kind of chaos is going to ensue. Or, you know, it's, we are an experiment whether you like it or not because it's, until we can that, break, yeah. until we can break free of these parameters and these, these molds that they've created thousands of years when they visited our planet with these, mm -hmm. you know, very primitive people and they installed these beliefs into them by coming down from the sky and in machines that made us believe that we were witnessing God and an angel or whatever and writ this, wrote this stuff down. It's become iron, ironclad and they look at it the wrong way. And now that they're returning in their spaceships and one day maybe, you know, they will invade or, you know, or whatever, then you're right. I mean, the, if, if you know, it depends on the chaos, like you were saying. It depends on what they say when they return. That's, you know, that will determine whether there's chaos or not. If they return and say, hey, we created this, all this religion and stuff, and, you know, and this is what it really means. You guys got it wrong. This is what we're trying to tell you. And they, you know, they tell us what they were trying to tell us you know, in our modern age to try to correct and get rid of all this BS out of it. What they're going to say you is know. they think they have a cookbook that's really going to be great for us. And that was an episode of the Twilight Zone as well. It was. Yes, <laughs> it was. But look, here, even if they come out and they say stuff like that, like, or, you know, they, they come down and say, you know, we gave you religions, we gave you this and that and the other, uh, you know, how are we to believe that? 
You know, they, right. they could be it's deceiving us. So, right. I mean, either way, whether it happens that way or not, I think we as a species have to be very careful uh, in dealing with any kind of uh, space beings that might come down. Look, what Dr. Hawkins said is very, very true. What happened with the Native Americans when the white man, uh, you know, showed up to the scene wasn't very pretty. Now, imagine that on a galactic scale with aliens coming down. Might not be that pretty. Might not be that smart to actually go and hail aliens yeah. and try to look for What them if they, they do, like, exactly. What if they do land on the White House lawn and an alien comes out and shares videos uh, with us that they took of our planet 20,000 years ago? And they show video uh, tape of Moses parting the Red Sea, or, and he shows... Uh, a video footage of Christ on the cross being, or res being resurrected and all this stuff or whatever, you know, they have on tape that, you know, we didn't, you know, the technology they had that they could show us this stuff now, you know, maybe they think, hey, they're modern enough. We should come back down and show them, you know. I don't know yeah. if that's a good idea. Here's, here's the thing. They can show me all that stuff, but I have a couple of nephews that with the right software could create the exact same imagery. So I don't believe right, any, right. any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. With you. yeah, and like when you're going back to that, you know, you, you can uh, – but, but the whole fact of this guy, this guy's coming out of a flying saucer or whatever, you can't match the technology of that, you know. So at least he's bringing – Not yet. Uh, I, I, I got to disagree <laughs> with that. Yeah. I would not be surprised <laughs> if we have built ships that will mimic UFOs. And for all we know, we could have someone from a really, really good special effects department, uh, set someone up to pop out of one of those ships and, right. you know, do a hey, hope. You know, it, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know you're taught. I mean, you can, you can do any type of, I mean, you got the best people in the world that can create the Statue of Liberty disappearing and appearing, you know, these, these guys that, you know, these, these illusionists, you know, I mean, these, you know, you can put together, you know, a, a, like a mixture of technology and illusion and come up with, you know, the best hoax in the world and, and try, and you might be able to convince a lot of people. Right. But like, you know, like you're saying, you're not going to convince everybody. There's always going to be that skeptic that's never going to believe anything, you know, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, video is not very good evidence these days anymore because of what I just said earlier, but. It's, it's, all, you gotta, it's like going to watch a uh, superhero movie these days. You got to like suspend your disbelief when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Kind of just take it as it is and and pray to God or whatever you know deity you might believe in that this stuff is actually real and uh, that you know this is not some CGI effect that some thirteen year old kid in the basement is creating for you. Uh, right. And my but thing with. And my thing, though, and Jeff, and Jeff, you got to agree, though, the worst thing that could happen, though, is that these aliens do land on the White House lawn. And uh, like I said earlier on the show, they, uh, the thing opens up and some giant Native American alien comes out and uh, says the first words they say is, how do you do, America? <laughs> we're back. We're 15, 20 foot tall now, and we're back to take our land. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be frightening, some... right? It could be even worse yeah, than that. that. You know, don't forget it could be worse well, than that. If you saw the movie Contact, uh, the first signals that we supposedly got back were signals of Hitler. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> th that would not be funny. You know, it'd be, it'd be kind of no. funny. <laughs> well, you think Hitler pretty much well, they, decimated so much of the world. 
Well, if it's if it's like those movies where you know you see these huge Karelian you know UFO craft that are so huge that they cover the entire city and they have to mm. send a little scout craft down with their leader, you know, to t- tell you what's going on. Then, but you know, we'll know that the you know there's there's nothing we can do. You know, we don't have anything that can match that. Mm-mm, no, no, no. Uh, Jeff, we're almost all out of time, and I love having you on the show. We have to definitely bring you back soon, and uh, not wait so long to have you on here with us. Uh, once again, tell the audience how they can follow your work online and check out your videos. What's the uh, YouTube uh, link again? Give that out, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Our YouTube channel is UFOs Over Phoenix. So, and you can also just go to our website, UFOsOverPhoenix.com, and find our link and subscribe. And you can also check out our other site, uh, UFOFootage.net. That's one of our good ones. And uh, also also UFOsOverPhoenix.net uh, as well. Got that one, too. So to subscribe, check it out, buy our DVDs, and uh, follow our work. And we'll definitely see you again sometime, for sure. Very groovy, my friend, very groovy. And are you uh, looking forward to uh, maybe doing uh, like another show like, uh, like UFO Hunters in the near future? Is that something that you might be... Uh... In, you know, having in the you, works or interested in it all. Um, there's no, I have no future. There, no uh, future documentaries are coming out. Like I have not been contacted by any shows lately. No, no. I, there's nothing. I have no plans right now. I did have uh, some YouTube ventures recently. Um, Bob Kiviat, um has a uh, a channel called. Um, well, you can look it up. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but he produced like a short little video on some of my on one of my video sightings, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, I I can't remember the name of the channel right offhand, but uh, uh, just search uh, Bob Kiviat on YouTube and you'll be able to find it. Very cool, Jeff. And they, thanks so much. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, and it's it's about the the daylight saucer that I taped. Is what that video is about. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Jeff, uh, like I was saying, thanks again, my friend, for being here with us, and uh, we will catch you uh, soon, hopefully back on the show here with us. Appreciate your time. Cool, cool. Absolutely. Anytime, man. You Bring me up, and I'll be here. Good. We're going to count on you. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Take it Have easy. Have a great night. That, folks, is the great Jeff Willis, and, uh, man, that was a lot of fun having him on the show. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that. Yeah, he's a, he's a definitely a very cool dude. Uh, again, check out his website, uh, UFO Over Phoenix, and uh, his uh, YouTube page. Follow it along, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave good comments, not nasty comments. Leave, leave nice comments. He's a nice guy, he really is. Uh, we're gonna be back next week, folks. Uh, we have uh, UFO Bob from YouTube. He's a YouTuber, and he's gonna be live with us. That's gonna be a lot of fun. See, this guy, uh, other guy, he. Uh, Started his uh, channel because of his love of ufology, right? Right. And then one day he realized, man, you know, I make a mean lasagna. Woohoo! I make some good spaghetti and I, I can cook my ass off. So he started, like, merging his love for food with ufology, and now he runs a UFO Bob cooking show. Sounds interesting. So we're going to have a little chat with this man to see what his uh, love of ufology was all about, if at all legit. And, uh, of course, uh, maybe get some good cooking tips from him. And uh, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a little bit different uh, from the narrative. Of course, we'll we'll have more insight on what happened with uh, Corey Good and Jimmy Ray of Sunshine Church. 
after the show tomorrow. And uh, you can always find me on Euphonite Radio on Thursday, guys. Remember, Jesse Randolph live with uh, Euphonite Radio. I co-host, produce for him, so join that show. It is a very, very fun ride on Euphonite Radio. And, uh, of course, on Sunday nights, the roundtable show with myself and the other dorks that are on that show. We're live on 8 p.m. Eastern time. And another guy, when are you going to uh, join that dork show and be a dork with us? I will try and find a way to fit it into my schedule in the next decade. Because you're the biggest dork. Well, actually, you're kind of a short kind of fellow, but you're a dork like the rest of us, man. You need to be there with us. We can discuss it. We can negotiate it. All right, you got to do that. You got to you got to follow along with that, uh, guys. Like I always say, keep looking up to the skies. Keep uh, you know sky watching, and by all means, for the love of God, please. Don't buy into the bullshit. Have open eyes and open minds, but don't buy into the nonsense. This is the Jackal Angel Espino from Skywatchers Radio saying good night, good evening, and we'll catch you next week right here on PSN Radio. Ta-ta, everybody.